Carolyn Jaffe. Thank you for joining the program today. Watford City, you're with the um, Emergency Management, is that right, out in Watford City? Yes, McKenzie County Emergency Manager. McKenzie County, that's right. I always forget that that's the county. Watford City is the, the city. I don't forget that, but... And should be saying McKenzie County. So, anywho, a um, couple big donations came came your way in the past uh, week. I'd like to talk about those a little bit. And if you okay. want to have a few minutes, let's uh, start off with the one from Crestwood. Uh, I believe there was a donation to, from Crestwood. There was. Um, I've been working with Molly Shaw from Crestwood for the probably the last year, and she was asking me what we truly needed in McKenzie County, and I said, well. If it were up to me, I would tell you an air compressor for um, when we need to refill our SCBAs. We have 10 volunteer fire departments all together that cover McKenzie County. And in the last 18 months, I've probably been on five incidents where we've needed more air. So if I don't have that more air, I call in mutual aid from other departments, which then leaves their districts a little short. And I don't like doing that. And so I just, I have to, in my job, look in the future, the worst case scenario, what if, what if, what if? And I thought, you know, if we had a mobile air compressor trailer, that would be unreal. And just for an example, Watford City had a house fire a year ago, and uh, me and a firefighter kept taking nine bottles back and refilling them at the fire hall. Well, that's great because the fire hall is half a mile away. Had that happened with some home out in the middle of somewhere else, we probably would have had to call in mutual aid for more tanks to come in. No kidding. So, yes, so it's a win-win. It um, does a lot for our first responders. And, you know, we use, fire departments always use SCBAs because there's so much poisonous stuff in, you know, homes or whatever. Everything that you build today, if you start it on fire, is probably full of toxins. And so um, it's just important that we be able to provide the best air for them when they are out on scene. I read a stat about four years ago, maybe five years ago, and I haven't, revised the stats since then, but I imagine it's still applicable, which is 85% of firefighters in the United States are volunteer. Do you, do you know so, the current uh, status of that? So the fire service is very dear to my heart and has been for many years. Um, back when I was in county government, it was 72% of the country. And the biggest thing here is, and I come from Western Montana, is when you have rural states, the majority of your firefighters are going to be volunteer. So let's just stay, take the state of North Dakota. The North Dakota Firefighters Association gave me, there's four career departments in the state of North Dakota, there's seven combination departments, and then there's 359 volunteer departments. Just to give you an example of North Dakota's numbers. Wow. Yes. So, and, you know, they're my number one concern, not just not just firefighters, but, you know, first responders. I want to do everything I possibly can in my job to keep them safe. And so that's my goal. What can I do to make sure that I can keep them safe? Because if I keep them safe, they'll keep my county safe. And I have some of the best men and women here that you could even ask for. I, I've never really gotten too detailed about the emergency responders when it comes to the, the rural areas and the volunteer areas. I know that there's some, you know, EMTs do get paid and there are some um, certain jobs where you do get paid, but there's still volunteers needed for many other areas outside of uh, firefighting. Isn't there for emergency services? I mean, a, a, an extra body helps or is it too many chefs in the kitchen? No, I, I actually am on a volunteer fire department in Alexander and I also serve on the quick response unit. 
So on the quick response unit, which we have four in this county, they are not paid at all, um, as well as the firefighters are not paid at all. When you get into transporting an ambulance, then sometimes there's there's money involved there. Some people are paid. But again, just like McKenzie County Ambulance, some of those folks are paid. Some of them are not. Um, again, if you're a paramedic or you're an EMT or something like that, um, you we have to have those kind of people on staff. So it's critical that if you have to pay them, you have to pay them. Well, and the, there is a certain professional level involved in schooling and training oh, and, and, and that sort of thing. So, I mean... Is that, you know, not to discount firefighters or anything along those lines, but firefighting has been something that's been around for a long, long time. And so the average person who's has that hero instinct inside of them and community spirit can figure out a way to help out. But even in firefighting, no matter where you go, you get to a certain level and, you know, you might need a degree and that's an investment and that person should be compensated. So... Um, yes. Anyway, uh, companies. I wanted to ask you about companies, and we'll get to Conoco Phillips's donation in just a second here too. Okay. Uh, companies, though, that's another part of this whole emergency response and this firefighting that goes unappreciated to where a lot of times these are small business owners that are the right. rural firefighters or they work for a manufacturing and energy company, more of a what would be considered a blue-collar company, if you will. Um, how, how are the companies out in the Bakken in western North Dakota? Do they, do they allow their companies to be part of a rural area, a fire department, and, and emergency response, volunteer services? So what I will tell you is we have some awesome companies out here. Um, some of those People that work for these companies have brought their families and have moved out here because it is such a wonderful place to live, truly is. Some of them work a couple weeks and go home a couple weeks. So, um, and because I've met several of them, retired chiefs or they were a firefighter back home, but they're only here two weeks here and two weeks there. And some of these departments have a number of firefighters that they can have and then they, they stop. So um, I think the best thing that the companies do is we train together. When there's a training coming up, I, you know, throw an email out there because everybody has a job and everybody has a family on volunteer firemen and gals. And so if they can come, you know, they'll come. If they can't, they can't. But um, they do try to attend a couple of trainings throughout the year with different companies. And so that's really great that those companies um, want to train together. How about the ConocoPhillips donation, uh, getting back to the different donations? We talked about the Crestwood that allowed for mm-hmm. a mobile air compressor trailer. Did I write my notes right there? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And the ConocoPhillips donation, what was that all about? So the state of North Dakota is switching to an 800 megahertz system, and I'm not a radio guru, so bear with me. But what I do know is with all my volunteer fire departments and quick response units, we're going to have to switch over to a new radio in a couple of years, two to four years. It's all going to be switched over. I just don't know how soon. So I thought the best thing I can do for my first responders is write a grant for radios. So with Conical Phillips, I wrote a grant. So I have seven volunteer fire departments that are have a, a, a good sized district in my county, and then three just protect a little tiny piece of the county. Like I have two fire departments out of Montana, and I have one out of um, Williston Rural that helped protect McKenzie County. So I, what I wrote the grant for was uh, two mobile radios for seven departments. So that's 14 radios for my top seven fire departments that are here day in and day out. Um, 
then I wrote also included the four quick response units so their their outfit would have a radio because not all the time does the fire department go when the quick response unit goes only if they're called so it's critical that you know they have a radio in their vehicles and they do today but when they transfer over to the 800 megahertz um, a lot of these small departments don't have that kind of money and and thinking about all the handhelds and everything that they're going to have to buy i just thought about starting it now and then also four and four radios for mckenzie county ambulance and one for mandaree ambulance so altogether we had 24 radios that we were um that i wrote the grant for and they were gracious to to understand the future of what's going to happen here and it's going to you know going to come with a price tag when we all have to convert over and this will help in a major way what other projects do you got down the pipe that you know we've got a lot of energy companies listening so use this opportunity to 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 woo them a little bit and persuade them a little bit to <laughs> try to you know well you know this that the energy companies are so uh fixated on making sure local communities can operate properly in emergency services education yes. roads they're a big part of it and We've said this for a long time on our program, is especially in North Dakota, they get taxed pretty heavily. I mean, it's one of the higher taxes they in do. the nation. The yes, but the state do. of North Dakota's budget is like fifty five percent tied to those two energy taxes, which I've never seen anything like that in my life. But um, be that as it may, they still get taxed more than, more than most, and there's a lot of regulations and fees and yada yada type thing. But they still make sure that the bake sales are happening at the churches and that the little kids are getting the little league uniforms and that the emergency services are going to get upgrades to their megahertz and uh, radios and, and everything else. Um, what kind of projects do you guys have, you know, dream list and wish list do you have? Because <laughs> the energy companies have been pretty, pr pretty good to the Bakken. They have been very good. So my big thing is to train with them. And so that's very important to me. Um, so if I really needed something, Jason, I could honestly tell you, I could probably call one of my companies out here and say, I need this. Can you help me? And I would tell you that they would say yes. I try not to ask for too much, but when I see something critical, I think it's important to, to bring it up. Or if somebody asked me, what could you use? And it's hard to say, I want this for one fire department. So I try to look at what can serve all the fire departments. So example, this air compressor trailer, that will be able to serve all the fire departments now let's say um dunn county calls up and they have a major fire can we borrow your air compressor trailer by gosh we'll hook on somebody will and we'll bring it over there because we have mutual aid signed with other counties because we want to be a good neighbor and a good partner so that's very important um just yesterday i got a grant um from one oak i wrote a grant just i just wrote a grant for five thousand dollars because i have a, a new cert team which is community emergency response team which is a team of folks that train up with, they learn a little bit about law enforcement, a little bit about fire, a little bit about EMS, and a little bit about search and rescue, and a little bit about sheltering, and they assist. So let's say we had a big tornado come back through, God forbid. Um, they could go through and, and assist search and rescue. At the same time, when they, do, when they learn the medical chapter, which is coming up, they learn the three killers, the um, airway, stop the bleed and shock. So... As soon as a disaster hits an area, if you know those three killers and you can zoom through an area and, and triage real quick, you can save a lot of lives. So I had, you know, uh, I asked One Oak for a grant 
which was a $5,000 grant just to get us all up and started with backpacks and the equipment that we need. So that came in yesterday as well. So that was so exciting because I have a lot of people in McKenzie County, probably 70 people that are already signed up to, to take this course. We're doing one, one chapter a month because I don't want to burn anybody out, but it's going to be a really neat um, community project. Plus it gets everybody more prepared at home you know, it makes you think about your own home. And I, and I share with them, for an example, I used the flood that we had in East Fairview, which just broke my heart. I said, some of these people had 30 minutes to get what they wanted that wasn't going to get flooded out. Are you ready? Are you prepared? It doesn't have to be a flood. It could be a tornado. It could be something else. I said, there's things we don't think about, but it really, I think it's really going to get the whole county prepared more for the future because, Natural disasters seem to keep coming up, and I just more and more every year. And so that's my whole goal is to get McKenzie County prepared as best I can. Well, what I find really interesting about Watford City is the growth of the city. I mean, you you talk about the growth of any town USA, and, you know, 2 to 3% growth is considered a really substantial growth for a community. Right. And you start talking about 5% growth, that's considered like a robust above and beyond one of the top yep. healthy cities in the nation. Well, Watford City's growing like 5,000%. I mean, it's just ridiculous how much Watford City's <laughs> growing. I mean, they, they've grown more than double right. digits. And so the, the, the question I have for you is, um, at what point does does the town grow faster than what you guys have been able to? You know, you're you're dealing talking about volunteers here. You're not talking about hey, we have five thousand more people in our town. We just got to add it to the budget type thing. That, that those things don't happen when you're dealing with volunteer services. Uh, is is are you guys keeping up with the growth and everything else? You know, we have some very dedicated people all around the country. You have very dedicated volunteers. I will tell you that right now. Um, but you, you, you talk about the growth. The, the exciting thing about being in North Dakota, and I love it here, is Mackenzie County, when I testified before the Energy Committee a year and a half ago, I had to ask the fire chief in Watford City, how many three-story or higher buildings do we have now? And he and I were counting our fingers and toes, and he goes, oh, let me go to the department, and I'll call you back. And a year and a half ago, we had 70. And I don't know if ever, anybody listening knows how big Watford City used to be, but a year and a half ago, we had 73-story or higher buildings in this community alone. And it's grown since then. And just like when the new high school was getting ready to be built, before the high school was complete, they outgrew it. So now we're building an elementary school. And I'm hoping that, and I'm sure they did, take it into consideration because I, I think there's 200 kindergartners this year alone just in Watford City. But I mean, it's it's it's... It's amazing how you can, you know, get ready to build something and then have, and you outgrow it before you even get the people in there. The only time I've ever, yeah, the only time I've ever seen this happen is during, there was about a 10 year period when technology was advancing so fast, you'd, you'd enter a college and by the time you graduated, the technology that you studied is outdated. (laughs) <laughs> that's just crazy yes that's very, what it seems like similar. yeah i mean it's just you guys are growing faster than what you can you you know when you build something it's out of date it's like oh yes. geez i guess we should have built it twice as big or we should you know i did have an interesting comment the north dakota petroleum council had their annual meeting watford city and somebody who attended that and they were saying that the petroleum council should have the meeting there every year and and i that 
I know that's not possible, but I got what they were saying, which is there should be a event in Watford City every year for people to come and really understand energy activity. Because this was a guy that was actually from Dickinson, and he hadn't made it up to Watford City in probably a year. And, yeah. and he goes, I forgot what a energy community really is like. You know, not, not one of the outskirts ones. No, an actual right. in the hub, in the heart of it type thing. And so what, what do you make of that comment? You're from Montana, and, you know, you've been around a little bit. So what, what, what do you make of the day-to-day out there? So here's what I will tell you, that I love this community more than anything. When something happens, example, my tornado, I had women just several ladies just come and help me with that because I had so many people in distress and no place to live. When this community is so family orientated, it's unbelievable. And you would think, I think about my hometown of Dillon, Montana. If you did this to Dillon, Montana, those people would have a fit. But this community is so different and there's so many things to do for families and for kids. And it's just an exciting community. There's always something going on. In fact, I can't keep up with it because I'm a grandma now, and um, I just don't have all that energy, but there's always, always, always something going on, and we really try to focus on our youth, you know. They're, they're our future leaders, and um, you can't ask for a better community. And But you also have good jobs here, um, good people here, and it just it's just it's a wonderful place to live. It truly is. And just kind of circling back... To where we started again. Uh, you did mention that a $5,000 grant came in from One Oak that really hasn't hit any. So this, that's like fresh news right there. That's like hot off the press news. Yes. Uh, have you even sent out a press release on that? No, I've not. I, I'm a little busy right now. No, that's, um, that, that's what I, I'm just saying. That's how fresh this <laughs> is for the listeners out there. That's what I mean. We get, but, the, but the other uh, donations, grants that we wanted to mentioned was the one from Crestwood and the one from Conoco Phillips. Now it was a hundred thousand and forty five, is that right? Yes. And Crestwood also gave me twenty five um seats to get my first responders if they wanted to take that one way, one basin training. Oh, okay. So that that was very nice because that's something I, I honestly wanted to take just to see what it was all about. So I get to um get some first responders together and sign them up for class and and so that was very nice of them. You said seats, right? Like a like an like a ticket. Yes. <laughs> like like an admission like my, ticket. A, a scholarship. <laughs> a scholarship. There we go. Yeah, we're trying to figure out the right word. And I'm, it, I know <laughs> tickets not right, but uh, anyway, so you said seats, yes. so I'm thinking of movie theaters. But all right. Well, thank you very much for your time today. Well, thank you.